This is KUT 90.5. I'm Nathan Bernier. For years, decades even, there have been allegations that sexual harassment at the Texas Capitol is pervasive. And now the Texas Tribune is out with a story, interviewing more than two dozen current and former lawmakers and legislative aides who spoke about that and how those who endure such treatment have little to no recourse. Alexa Ura is one of the four Texas Tribune reporters with bylines on the story. Hi, Alexa. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for your time. So you have a number of stories here from women who spoke to you, but in many cases chose to remain anonymous for concerns of retaliation or that their careers could be sabotaged. What did you hear? You know, really the the common thread in all of their stories is that sexual harassment at the Capitol is just rampant. It's not a new thing. It's been around for quite some time, probably since women started working there. The allegations really varied, and and there was sort of a wide range of sexual harassment that they told us was taking place, anything from sort of leering looks to suggestive comments, some of it a little bit more grotesque. We heard from one staffer who was at a party and said a lot lawmaker put his hand up her skirt and assault and sexually assaulted her. We heard from another staffer who said she was leaving an end of se- legislative session party when another lawmaker grabbed her hand and licked it. Another staffer told us she had been cornered by a lawmaker who told her they should get together and somehow managed to track down her cell phone and called her early the next morning and sort of followed the same line of comments toward her. So, it, you know, there's a wide range of this, but, but the common thing is that it's pretty rampant and pretty pervasive. What did former state Senator Wendy Davis tell you? You know, she recounted an experience she had uh, during her time at the legislature where she was at an event and she was talking to a man who happened to be a first term member of the House who groped her, who sort of reached over and grabbed the side of her breast. And she mentioned that unlike a lot of the staffers, she had some form of recourse. She told her colleagues and this lawmaker faced some repercussions in that his legislation wasn't moving. And he eventually apologized. But the power dynamics of the Capitol are set up to where staffers would not have anywhere near that sort of recourse when they're trying to deal with the sexual harassment they've been subjected to. So you report on how House policy would have employees uh, make any complaints to the chair of the House Administration Committee, currently held by Republican State Representative Charlie Guerin. What did he say to you when you tried to ask him about this? You know, we we went to Representative Guerin after we had filed a request for complaints that had been submitted to his committee as the House's sexual harassment policy lays out. And really, he said, you know, we don't have any and I don't speak in ifs and I'm not going to talk about this right now. He said, there's nothing to talk about because I haven't received any complaints. And after hearing from staffers about how unsafe they would have felt to have even reported this or, or have spoken out about this, it was a bit of a surprise response. On the Senate side, we talked to Patsy Spa, who's the secretary of the Senate and is in charge of fielding complaints in that chamber. And, and she spent a little bit more time on the phone with us explaining what the process, how they would have investigated some a complaint. But she also pointed out that she hasn't received any formal complaints. And I think really that, that lack of complaints gets to how women at the Capitol don't feel that the, the methods that are set up for them to report this would actually protect them. You reported that the sexual harassment policies at the state capitol are so outdated 
that they reference a state agency that no longer exists. Yeah, both policies uh, make reference to the Texas Commission on Human Rights, which actually no longer exists. In 2015, it was moved to the Texas Workforce Commission, which handles these sort of complaints through its civil rights division. And so both of them make that reference. And oftentimes in, in the House policy, direct women to file complaints there if they do not want to file them to House administration. Does it seem like there is any will to toughen these policies, update them, and try and root out the problem of sexual harassment at the Texas Capitol? Well, we did try to ask Chairman Guerin if he thought there needed to be an update to it and said he had no no further comments on it. But just today, we've already heard from State Representative Linda Koop, a Republican from Dallas who sent a letter to Governor Greg Abbott and legislative leaders asking to create some sort of protocol for those working in the Capitol to better protect them from sexual harassment, saying that clearly what was in place wasn't enough. We've also heard from a couple of other legislators who said they're considering legislation and and ways to fix that, either creating an independent oversight entity or um, creating mandatory sexual harassment training. Obviously, all of this thing, legislation can only be passed when they're in session and they won't be back until January 2019. Have any lawmakers taken it upon themselves to adopt policies for their own offices related to harassment? Yeah, the one of the lawmakers that we spoke to was State Senator Sylvia Garcia, a Democrat from Houston, who basically created an additional sexual harassment policy for her office. Her hope was to sort of facilitate this reporting process and really instill in her staffers that they could go directly to their chief of staff or to the senator herself if they had any sort of sexual harassment issues or any incidents that they were dealing with. But for the most part, what we heard from staffers is that it's really handled on a case-by-case situation. If you're working in an office where you don't have a supportive boss or if your boss is doing the sexual harassing, there are obviously fewer options for those women. You have invited anyone who has experienced sexual harassment at the Texas Capitol to reach out to the team of reporters who's been working on this confidentially. How can people do that? So at the bottom of our story, we've linked to all of our um, direct desk lines and emails, and those are also available at the bottom of our homepage at texastribune.org. We've also got a signal account through which folks can reach us, but and obviously our, our hope is to work with folks and, and protect their confidentiality. Alexa Ura is a reporter at the Texas Tribune, speaking to us about their reporting on uh, how at the Texas Capitol, many victims of sexual harassment must fend for themselves. Alexa, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me.